welcome to Is This Show Overrated? Uh, this is the mini episode. Um, we're still on the subject of rain. I'm Vince Staden. I'm Jeremy Wall. And we're having a bit of fun in this one. Um, in the major big episode you heard last week, we uh, had Credence, Clearwater Revival, The Arrhythmics and The Carpenters all in one uh, big frothy rain mix. <laughs> Today it's just the Beatles song, Rain. When the sun shines, it's slipping to the was uh, Rain uh, by the Beatles, uh, the B-side of the 1966 single Paperback Writer. A cracking thing to a bought, you know, yeah. Paperback Writer and Rain. I know, yeah. And it's just one example of great sort of singles, mm-hmm. you know. And not just the Beatles, but there are a lot of great couplings, as mm-hmm. I call them, you know, in, mm-hmm. in 60s music. But, um, yeah, so Rain, really, I, I, I will, uh, you know... Um, Cite that probably is their first sort of psychedelic record, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, recorded in April '66, mm-hmm. so pretty early on. I, I don't know where that sits in the recording process for the album um, Revolver, whether it sort of predates the start of recording for a Revolver or falls in the middle of that. I'm not sure, but I definitely feel that it's um, three months before the Beatles went into Abbey Road to begin Revolver. Okay, so yeah, it's definitely the first. I would say the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, psychedelic record. Um, when you consider Paperback Writers, the first single, their first single for '66, the previous single they released in, in December '65 uh, would have been Day Tripper and We Can Work yeah, It Out. Another cracking exactly. B-side. But you know, a world a world away from that, the sound of rain. Yeah, absolutely. The, 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 their their development was not incremental. It was sort of bump one jump up after another jump up to a new sound yeah if you listen to uh ticket to ride yeah um and then hear all the stuff before it it's so different yeah and then after ticket to ride this kind of music is the next step up and then by the time you get to the end of it they're doing um come together yeah which is so different from anything love me do wish their 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 leaps and their bounds were um they're not gentle, are they? They're not little step ups. They're huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as always, um, even though we've renamed the show, we have we still got the same book. And I did actually find the book. Great. Yeah. Jeremy actually sent me another copy over Christmas, uh, so I could do all those stocking fillers. I hope you listen to them. Uh, but I found my original <laughs> copy, which I am now opening and reading. And here's what the great Ian Macdonald. In uh, Revolution in the Head, the Beatles' music in the 60s has to say about rain. Strap in. This is two paragraphs. Generally agreed to be the Beatles' finest B-side, Lennon's rain expresses the vibrant uh, lucidity of a benign LXD experience. However, the weather imagery would be banal were it solely metaphysical, uh, metaphorical. What alters this track uh, is its sheer sonic presence an attempt to convey the lustrous weight of the world as it can appear to those under the drug's influence. Lennon's rain and sun are physical phenomena 
experiencing a condition of heightened consciousness, the record portraying a state of mind in which one is peacefully at home in an integrated universe, as distinct from those who see it only disparate elements to be manipulated or feared. As such, Rain is the first pop song to draw on an us-and-them line between the children of Leary's psychedelic revolution and the supposedly unknowing materialism of the parental culture. He can spin a good line, can't he? Yeah. Um, here, the post-war generation gap acquires a philosophical significance which would soon see the imagine, uh, soon seize the imagination of Western youth. A spiritual revolt against the constraints of cultural form and social formality, the hippie movement, had been proclaimed at the Trips Festival in San Francisco. The Beatles went into Abbey Road... Um, to begin Revolver with psychic descendants of the free speech, anti-nuclear, anti-war movements of the early 60s. The hippies rejected straight society for a communal utopia in which sex was free, the intellect, the head distrusted, and peaceful self-determination valued above all. LSD inspired the movement's underlining idea was a return to Eden, a regaining of the unprejudiced vision of the child. While a similar vision is displayed in Rain, what redeems it, and Lennon's later Child Eyes View songs, what Child Eye View songs? Oh, I guess Do like you know Strawberry Man? Fields Forever and those sort no of things. No, that's after, uh, before, isn't it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, is It's acerbic quality. There is nothing innocent here. The observing eye is critical, and the song's chanting phrases verges on a sneer. Can you hear me? Yeah. So that can you hear me? But always think uh, I think is what sparked Oasis' entire career, didn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we've spoken about them before, you know, and uh, a lot, a lot was made of their sort of in, uh, love of the Beatles, and they were all sort of, you know, for me, they never ever sounded like the Beatles. They tried to, though. They tried to, but they never did. No. Uh, yeah, that is an absolutely cracking song. Ringo Starr rates it as his finest Beatles performance. Right. That drum is something else, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the Beatles, though, had a cracking load of B-sides that rarely see the spotlight. Uh, ask me why this boy. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, I really love um, uh, stuff, the early stuff, like mm. I'll Get You. Yeah. Um and thank you, girl. Thank you, girl is a great song. You know, I mean, oh. there's not much filler. No, is there? No. Um, so the I inner re- lights a B side, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, hey, bulldog. No, hey, bulldog was a sort of uh, that was on the that eventually got a release on the uh, the Yellow Submarine soundtrack. Oh. Um, but the inner light and rain are B sides. Just to say that is weird because they're so good. They are good, yeah. Oh. Also, stuff like Old Brown Shoe. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Don't Let Me Down. Oh, God, Don't Let Me Down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's insane that their B-sides were better than many other people's best records. Yes. Yeah. Um, What would have happened if they'd not stopped touring in 66? Could they have played this kind of thing? I think it would have been a challenge, but I think the... um, you know they missed the boat really um with the you know by the time they they came off the road i think you know sound quality and sound systems were getting a lot right because bands just needed better equipment yeah. better amps better yeah, exactly 
in they couldn't hear themselves playing so they needed monitors that they could hear listen back to yeah i mean i don't think any of your stuff came later didn't it oh yeah definitely but i mean these beatles played all of their their live stuff was played without sort of monitoring so they really they they couldn't hear themselves most of the time when they were playing and and obviously their performances suffered suffered because of that but obviously by the time you know the first sort of music festival really the monterey pop festival the same that was known for having a really great sound system um and sound quality and you know and unfortunately they missed out on that they did have a chance to play at monterey but um they obviously decided enough was enough but uh, i do think they missed the missed the boat really but they were playing a lot of provincial colston hall type places which just didn't have that equipment and were they being replaced and updated during the late 60s i don't know if um because the who would need it uh, the stones would need it when they toured yeah i mean by the time the, the, the stones sort of well the stones sort of toured in 66 i think mm. and then uh again in 60 maybe in 67 and then they didn't tour again until 69 mm-hmm. but i think by 69 the sort of sound quality stage sound quality was a lot better and the Beatles could have taken full advantage of that. And well, they had an opportunity, didn't they? They had an opportunity to um, what became the sort of let, the let it be sort of yeah, get back yeah. product. The, the fiasco. Yeah, I mean, that could have been a real opportunity to sort of play some live shows, even if they were properly televised. The problem was that around, you know, uh, the late Beatles is characterised by a string of disastrous relationships and things. You've got Alan Klein, Magic Alex. If you left all that to them, yeah, God knows what they're touring would have been like one yeah. thing you could say about Brian he got them on the road got yeah. them through America yeah uh, as always there's a Beatles question from my friend Jeremy very knowledgeable about the Beatles very difficult to catch him out uh, from next issue uh, edition of this show um, we're going to use the Trivial Pursuit thing what's yeah. that about oh it's just a, there's a Trivial Pursuit sort of uh, there's a Beatles Trivial Pursuit game uh, presumably you can add it to the you can add it as a, a a section, I suppose, to the the actual game proper. Okay, cool. Um, I would uh, be very interested to play Trivial Pursuit with uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. It was Trivial Pursuit. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. And now it's the Beatles question for you, Jeremy. Uh, here's my Beatles question for you, then, my friend. Yeah. Uh, when was uh, Ringo Starr says that Rain is his best? performance on the Beatles okay so it's a Ringo's question yeah when was Ringo's first ever live gig as an official member of the Beatles now give me as close an approximation to that as you can as a uh, what post he's been announced he's been announced he's in the Beatles now it's not Hamburg where he's sitting in he's in the Beatles um would it be 1962? Mm-hmm. Um, at the Cavern? Oh, no. No? What month? What month? Mm. I'm going to say uh, July. Oh, I'm going to give you that. It's August. Okay. So, yeah. So, you've got the year. You've got basically the time of year. Yeah. Uh, it was at Hume, Holm Hall. Hume Hall. Hume Hall. Right. And Birkenhead. Birkenhead. Yeah. Which I'm... Uh, Reliably informed is Liverpoolish, right? Yeah, over the over the Mersey or something. Okay, yeah. On August the eighteenth, nineteen sixty-two, 
two days after Pete Best had been fired. Right, okay. So apparently he got a um, bit of a cool reception. Yes. Until he did a drum solo and won all over. Okay, yeah. I know there was still, you know, even in that, the famous footage in the um, the cavern, hmm. uh, uh, there are people calling out for Pete Best. Yeah, yeah. probably Pete Best paid them. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it was over and done with that quickly. Yeah. Two days later, he's, he's the new drummer. There yeah. he is in Birkenhead. Yeah. Um, on August the 18th, 1962. So we'll give you a win, as always. Um, okay, so uh, that's our show on Rain. Yeah. Um, I'm Vince Staden. I'm Jeremy Wall. It's better to be underrated than overrated. Good night. Good night.